Okay, how about we uh, jump into this week's Q&A? What do we say, friends? Yep. Welcome back to the Independent Podcast. Nick, what's up, man? How you doing? How you Pop feeling? Up, baby. What's, uh, what, what's, what's new in your life? Not a stomach damn... Stomach bug. What's that? Had a stomach bug. I got sick. Then a week later, I got sick again. Oh, that's right. But you're, you're feeling good now? We're back, baby. Well, I just had some dots. Some dots? The pretzels. I don't know if you ever had. Oh. I put. Have you ever had Lacroix? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Assuming you've had Lacroix, I I can't assume you're a fan of Lacroix. Have you, have like, you I seen know those I'm, TikToks of Lacroix where they like take a blueberry and just like puff the yeah. sun onto the camera? Oh, too funny. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of sparkling water in general. But go on. There are there are a couple ones that are okay, right? Like no one drinks them for the enjoyment. I don't assume. Like they're just like ah. Oh, I want to be healthy. Brie does. No, like... Dude, key lime hits really different. Really, though. True. All right, he- so <laughs> maybe, right, there might be a flavor of one brand, okay? But this? Whatever this is? What is it? What are you drinking? It's LaCroix, but it's it's like... Oh, LaCroix it's like a, is like a certain flavor? It's not the flavor. It's It, it tastes like when you footfall asleep. What? <laughs> I think you're describing carbonation. Yeah, but the way that this is carbonated, I think it's too much. Nick, and where'd, you, very get it? Little where'd you get it from? Target. What does that have to do where I get it from? <laughs> <laughs> We're just making sure it's not like gas station no, LaCroix. No, no, it's like It's like little. I think the bubbles are very small, and there's a lot of them. I and really I hope that whoever's listening to this episode is finding value. All right, so welcome back to the Independent Podcast, uh, uh, a podcast made by independent artists for independent artists. We've been getting a lot of positive feedback from these Q and A's yeah, about it's been these Q and A's. So we're just going to do these as often as we can. And Bree has a whole new set of questions. Um, let people know where they can ask questions if they have some for yeah, the next episode. Yeah, you can pretty much just ask on TikTok or Instagram, and if I see one that is good to answer, pretty much I will add it to the next episode. Sweet. Yep. Let's jump into it. Nick, you ready? Born ready, baby. All right. This question comes from TikTok. Are buying features worth it? Oh, Nick, have you ever bought a feature? I, I, I never have. Um, yeah. Are they worth it? No. Because um, I think what the question is, right, is if there's a bigger artist than you, like let's say 500,000 monthlies or something, and this person is... 25,000 monthlies or blah, mm-hmm. blah. They're thinking, is is me buying that feature going to be worth the cost to gaining fans or gaining listeners or whatever? And the answer is simply no. Um, it's not worth the money because usually, right, that's going to be like what? A couple thousand, thousand bucks maybe? Yeah, yeah 1,000, 1,500, I don't know. It's just, and no, the answer is not worth that. What we should do with that $1,500 is go make really creative TikToks and pro- promote your own music. You'll make way more return on that. Um, but uh, there is a way where potentially, if you really like the artist and you would love that experience, it might make sense is, is you pay enough because there's different price points for people, I'm sure. One would be, hey, this is my feature. I'm not going to promote it. I'm not going to co-release. I'm not going to post it. I'm not going to blah, blah. You just have me on the song. Now, I'm sure there's an amount of money where they would take or for a co-release for them to put in their story, for them to make a post about it, for them to maybe even create content for it. Um, those are two different price points. And so, for anybody listening who might not know what co-release is, can you explain that? 
Yeah, co-release uh, is instead of a just a feature where it says, let's for example, Connor Price featuring Nick D. A co-release is it, it, it is released to Connor Connor's uh, release radar, people who follow him on Spotify, and my release radar, people who follow me on Spotify. So it goes on my Spotify account and his Spotify account instead of just uh, just his or. Right. So that there would be two primary artists instead of a primary artist and a feature. Yeah. 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 I think it's like one of those things that we say, like, it depends what your goals are. Like, don't expect buying a feature to pop off your career. Right. Like maybe mm-hmm. sentimental value if you really like the artist or like Nick said, if they're going to post it on their story, like that's cool promo. But just don't put all your eggs into that one basket. It's it's not it's not going to. Now, I was talking with someone who is planning to spend a bunch of money on features and maybe after he does that i'll ask him how it went and uh and we'll see but but he's he's got over a million monthly listeners already and i think he's trying to like spend money on like bigger artists than right. that then see if and I'll, I'll come back to it after that but um i'll let I'll, I'll ask him how it goes but have you ever charged for a feature good question oh yeah uh, I did one or maybe at what point in your career did you do this feature? And if you don't mind me asking, what did you charge? Um, excuse you. I went away from the mic. It did not help. <laughs> the the uh, compression just made it all louder. No, no, I'm just teasing it. Um, uh, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a random that hit me up. It was somebody that I had met in person and he said, Hey, I got, you know, X amount of dollars for you. And uh, I said, sure, I'll do it. Um, so it wasn't like a, like somebody, like a legit email and blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a price that I would charge. Uh, I don't remember how much he sent me for it. Um, I did. I paid for a feature one time. So, for example, I have a song called Slide with Foggy Raw. Um, Foggy Raw super dope. He hit me with his price. I don't want. I don't want to put his price in case he was doing that for me or something. Yeah. But he hit me with a price, and this was, you know, before Fine Apple. So hit me with a price, and he said, "I'll take this, or I'll take something like thirty percent of the master, or mm-hmm. something like that." And I said, "I'll just pay the amount because I know the upside of if the song does well." And I know I'm going to be the one more heavily promoting and, and, and doing majority of the work. So uh, so I took the risk, right, of paying for the feature outright. And then the song now, I don't know, how, maybe 1.5 million streams. So I definitely made the return uh, on investment. Yeah. I made the return on, on investment. It's yeah. a good way to look so, at it. Um, so that's how I would always do it is... I'm not a fan of giving up percentages, but I'm sure you guys know that by now. Yeah. I saw Russ in an interview recently talk about how in his whole career, he's never charged for a feature and an artist he's worked with has never charged him for a feature. Mm-hmm. So his mindset is always just, if I like the artist and I like the song, yeah. I'll jump on it and then vice versa. Um, so that's another interesting way to look at it is instead of an exchange, a transaction financially, yeah. if you just connect with the artist and you guys like each other and the mu- the music is cool jump on the song and then he, the other person might return the favor. It's sort of, that's, that's just another yeah. way to look at it. And it's different. Like for you and I, when we release, we just split it down. We split it down the middle. Right. right? Cause we, we have the, 
you know, the understanding that we're each going to be promoting the song, uh, posting content. Yeah. We both have a following. We both, you know, blah, blah. So um, my biggest thing is the work, which is why I rarely give percentages because I know that person's not going to work as much as me. Right. But if I know the person's going to work as much as me mm. uh, or even more sometimes, then the percentage will... I'm I'm happy to do that. Totally. But usually it's not the case. Well, props to you then because the first time we worked together for nobodies, I probably had what 70,000 monthly listeners. You were around 2 million. I just and, think he thought you were a good guy. And <laughs> what I mean, but still it's cool because you you probably saw a potential in me and my career and so you agreed at that time to split the the royalties of the song down the middle with me and you shared it with me. So, thank you for that. I mean, um, it's the exact same reason why i knew you would apply the things i was sharing with you mm. like i could see that you were working that's very clearly you were working you were just working a little bit in the wrong way ah uh, right yeah you with just, the remixes no no totally yeah you just needed to be like the work was there right like i knew i knew it wasn't like you know so it's, yeah 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 i just had to focus it on the original the original music yeah 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 Okay, while we're on the topic of percentages, it's a perfect segue into the next question. Yeah. What would you say is a pretty standard deal when working with producers as far as sharing the profits? Sometimes I see outrageous requests. Unfortunately, there are, there are a lot of outrageous requests from producers. Um, I think the I one have, thing... Sorry to cut you off, Nick. I think the one yeah, thing we go. can start with, because this is kind of... Uh, generally agreed upon and i've never seen anybody really yeah disagree with this is on the publishing side is that yeah. the producer or producers and the artist or artists split the publishing down the middle and, and come to find out somebody a uh, industry manager person told me it's not even the case like for example if i since I, if I find a loop on Splice or something, I then am a producer. So the producer shouldn't get that whole thing, right? If they're just putting drums on it or putting drums of bait. Like, I'm the guy that found the loop, so I then am a producer. If I throw in an idea, like, hey, I want four on the floor, I then should be getting part of the mm. production uh, royalties as well as, but because I always work with Graham and we're friends, I don't I don't have any headache about that. I just do it. And with it. with Splice, those loops, the original producer who made the loop that you discover, they 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 don't get they any get nothing. They, yeah, they're royalty free. Right. Okay. So Yeah. So how do they get paid? Is that through Splice like well, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I feel like you guys went off track a little bit. Y yeah, sorry. Um Oh, and I also want to touch go listen to the Cato episode. And then there's an episode somewhere where, I don't know if it's released yet, where I really, didn't I really go in on why uh, I don't like to give splits to producers? Oh, yeah. And then you kept saying, just to be clear, I take care of my producers. Yes. Oh, that was yeah, in, that's yeah. in the Echo episode. That hasn't come out yet. Ah, uh, that's not out okay, yet. Okay. All right. So look out for that episode then. Yeah. If Then you'll know. Uh, it'll really break down this question. But we can keep going on it. But yeah, yeah. Let me just like go back to the question to sure, sure, a second. Because sure. publishing, I think, is a bit farther yeah, down yeah, the fair, road. Yeah, fair enough. So just like what would you say is a pretty standard deal when working with producers as far as sharing the profits? Okay, standard 
on 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 master industry standard on master is three percent right industry standard and they they would call that points points three points on the master three yeah. out of the 100 yeah. right so that's industry standard now a lot of producers nowadays will be asking for upwards of 50 percent right they're like i made half the song you made half the song i should get 50 percent now in short i'm not okay with that because once the song is done the producer's job is done right which is why i like to pay them for their service of creating the instrumental um and not like giving them 50 percent of the profits of the work that i will be doing to promote the song right to perform the song to push to create content to i pay for the mix and master i pay for the cover art i pay for the distro kid to release it i pay for blood i pay for everything yeah and i pay the producer an upfront thing for the beat and you still want a percent just for watching me work and hoping i blow it up that's kind of my my take on that in short um but yes there are like i was gonna read this so um this dude Simi said i'm only i changed the way i, I sell beats i'm only doing unlimited streams not exclusives anymore for unlimited streams it's 100 bucks and 25 percent of the master and I said, splits on a master? Because he didn't uh, say that. He said, yes, sir. I said, I don't do splits on a master, especially not 25%. I prefer to buy my stuff outright. I appreciate your time, though. Your stuff is super dope. Keep creating. Mm. And he left me on red. Uh, and I'm assuming it was like, oh, this guy's one of those guys that doesn't take care of his producers or something. Yeah. And... Here's my thing with producers. If you want more money, charge more for your beat. If your beat is worth that much money, somebody will pay it. Charge a thousand dollars for a beat if you want to. You're not. You're probably not going to sell as many because there's a lot of producers out there. I'm just saying, if you want your three percent, I don't mind you asking for your three percent. Um, I give Graham a percent, right? I spoke on that. I give I give him upfront money. I give him more than that. I, and if a song pops off, I send him more money. Like I take care of the producer, but yeah. Um, but if we're talking standard industry, like industry standards, three percent. Yeah, and then three percent on the master and whatever they want to charge for I think for an advance. There's this whole world on, especially TikTok now, where producers are actually making their own content. A few I can think of: Maddie Beats, yeah. Lex Snor, Kato. Yeah, it's like. Maybe those are different because they're gonna work. They're gonna early the on song too. Yes, early on I did a song with Maddie, and I gave him a bigger percent because he had as equal a TikTok following as I did at the time. Me too, with receipts. And, yeah. and we both created content. He came down and filmed a music video with me in Virginia. Like he put in work. Oh wow, I didn't know he did that because we did the same yeah. thing with in Las Vegas for receipts. That's cool. Maddie's yeah. a hustler, man. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm saying. And I think he earned, he earned that. Yeah, you know? and that's even more reason why producers should focus on creating a brand for themselves and creating a following, so that when time comes yeah. when they do collaborate with an artist, they can use it for leverage. They have leverage to to say yeah. like, "Hey, let's make content together. Let's do an open verse yeah. challenge. I'll help you promote it, so that you feel like they're bringing value after the song is out and not just yeah. making the beat." Cool. Yeah, that's facts. I was I had something else, but I forgot it. That's okay. If you think of it, we can come back. I won't. <laughs> okay, cool. So next question. Thoughts on lyric vids? Do you think every release deserves one? 
Yes, I do. Yeah. I don't do them. I should. Yeah, I, I, I had that thought recently, too, when I was listening back to the episode with Nick from uh, the YouTube channel, about Bangers me, Only. About music videos? Yeah, well, specifically about how lyric videos, he was saying, I've noticed, this was him talking, he said, I've been noticing that lyric videos are getting a lot more traction recently. Because when people look up a song, mm-hmm. they want to know the lyrics. They want to know what's being said. And so they're more likely to write Nick D. Fine Apple lyric video. Well, because mm-hmm. we did a segment on why we don't think every release deserves a music video. But this is different because yeah, the don't. work and the investment put into a lyric video is nowhere near. I yeah. mean, you could outsource it on Fiverr. There's, I'm sure there's people who are doing it for like 5 to $10 per video where you send them the MP3, you send them the lyrics, and they'll create a very simple lyric video. But really, that's all you yeah. need. You don't need anything you know crazy with 3d animations every time a word pops up and stuff yeah. like that you just need yeah. like almost a karaoke style video i actually think i replied to the comment and said yeah every release deserves them we as a team need to do better at that actually yeah like i've just been post like every time i have a new song come out i always post it on youtube because that's just another way for people to see it some but people, how do you mm-hmm. post it what do you mean yeah so i just post uh, an image of the artwork and the audio and that's it and i'll just call it like you know connor price and Nick D gasoline official audio. I bet and if I'll you added lyrics, it would get like three times the amount of views. Well, I bet it would because I've also noticed other YouTube channels, like you know, music sharing YouTube channels, post mm-hmm. my music and they put lyric video, and their yep. video gets more views than mine. Yeah. And so that's making yep. me realize, hmm, maybe I should start putting more time into when I do Always. post a video on YouTube, put it as a lyric video. Always. All right. So cool. short answers. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. I'm gonna start doing it. All right, one second. I'm looking through these questions and I'm trying to see what's a good next one. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna do it if if I outsource it, but yeah, like Fiverr. Oh, or... this one's good. Yeah. All right. Do you think approaching music with such a business mindset, i.e., focusing on streams, prioritizing content, can sacrifice yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the art? Yeah. Um. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. But what's your goal? That's what that's what I always boil it down to. What yeah. is your goal? Is your goal to be a critically acclaimed album art artist, right? Like you just like you're creating just great art, you know? Um, or is your goal to make a living off making music? I, I think, and some, and this is also independent, right? This mm-hmm. is all these opinions come from an independent artist it's much harder to gain traction being the super artsy artist than it is to be a business-minded independent artist yeah i couldn't have said it better i think it like you said what's your goal like basically if you have a big label behind you too maybe you can take more time to focus on the art side of things and this isn't to say that we're like i'll put out crap we still care Mm -hmm. about what we put out it's just we don't obsess over it and we don't um, like hold on to releases if something's ready to release because yeah. our priority is building the catalog, making a living off of music, period. And, and so here's the tough part. I just thought of this because I don't like sacrifice my morality for a business decision. Mm-hmm. Like I don't do that. Um, and because I think maybe that perspective can get skewed a little bit of like, it's more important to be business minded. It is, but you know, to the extent, right? Not, and we're saying done is better than perfect. We're saying stop getting in your own way, create content, promote your music. It's not cringy. Promote your music if you want to make some money. And it's, I'm just saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know it's also like 
you still care so much like you send us your demos and you're like how can i make these lyrics better or connor sends a song and you're like oh hooks fire but it could be catchier if you do this so it's like yeah we're still grinding on that part yeah i don't see a part of your guys's creative process that sacrifices art yeah i think i think people might think that it's either you're all the way in on being the creative album artist or you're all the way in and being just the business focused artist who doesn't care about artwork but i think there's a balance and you just have to figure out where on that spectrum, where in that scale you fall. Because if I, if personally I was all in on the idea of just being the business-minded artist, I would take in every feature that came in my email because they right, offer me right. a certain, but, I, but a lot, like 99% of the times I don't like the song. And so I'm like, I don't want this to be a part of my catalog. I don't want to be on this. So even though they're offering me a few hundred dollars, whatever the case might be, I'm going to respectfully say, hey, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And so there still is a balance of like, you know, maintain your dignity and creative identity. We also got a lot of uh, <clears throat> feedback, I'll say, on the art. Oh, the, thing the where artwork we said one. like yeah. don't obsess over art and again, it's like guys, we're not putting out crap yeah. on a stick. Like, yeah, look at either of our We still pass our artwork back and forth. Nick is like, "Hey, this color works better." Connor's like, "I think this works mm-hmm. better." It's just they're not obsessing over it to the point of not releasing a song because they're such perfectionists yeah and i will say this most of the people who had uh something to say about it was just another artist We're graphic artists, artists yeah. of course you and click I their profile that. and the bio is graphic artist i'm like well yeah that's your career you don't yeah. want us to be talking yeah. down on it which we're not we're just saying yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to touch on these topics well i guess what yeah when when i if you're gonna do art you want great cover art and you choose to outsource it. I guess what I'm saying is, don't do a, a hundred revisions on that thing. <laughs> you know, don't like, do a hundred revisions, and also don't spend <laughs> don't spend a bunch of money on it. Yeah, if if yeah. again, if you're looking at the independent music career, it's the business part. Like the business we're giving part, correct. business advice. Yeah. I'm not telling you how to be the artist you want to be. I'm not telling you how to be the you know, create the best art that you want to. I'm just giving you practical business advice. One thing you told me early on, Nick, was like, think about how much money you're investing into a song. That's oh yeah. That's from the production. Have I talked about this? No. I, that's from. But yeah. Do, do you want to yeah. jump in then? Because you you can explain it well. Well, here's the thing. When I was when at the beginning, what I did was it was uh I wanted two hundred and fifty dollars on the process of making the song every song my budget was 250 dollars. so that's beat mix master uh cover art blah 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 now i've upped it it's like 500 bucks or something but before it was 250 bucks so i would typically find a beat anywhere between uh one to two hundred dollars right yeah my mixing at the time was 50 bucks so one to 200 bucks if i spent 200 on the mix uh 200 on a beat 50 on a mix and master then I would make my own cover art. So you were spending fifty on the mix and the master. Yeah, mix and master. Wow, that's fifty that's bucks. That's amazing. Um, and like I said, if I if that was if I bought a more expensive beat, a two hundred dollar beat, then I would make the cover art myself because I didn't want to go over two hundred fifty bucks because I knew how many streams I needed to get in order to break even on my investment. Right. And this is how I'm thinking of it, like. And I don't know, the streams might, it might be like uh, for 250, it's like 50,000 streams or something. I'm not sure. But I knew if I hit 50,000 streams, I'd break even on my investment. And every stream after that was profit. Yeah. And I knew that was more realistic for me at the time to try to just get 50,000 streams. That was my budget. Now I can obviously, 
you know, when I release every single song I release does a million streams in the first month, I have a more, uh, more flexible budget. But I'm still not out here like I want my I want my profit margin to be higher. But this this is what I'm saying. This is what's so amazing is you're you're an artist with over two million monthly listeners. You're doing crazy numbers, and you're you are still spending five hundred dollars max yeah. per song. Yeah. People probably assume because of how successful you are in this music industry that you have studio time, you're spending thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. that you're outsourcing your artwork for hundreds of dollars, yeah. that you're getting this perfect mix and master from this mixing company and you're spending hundreds yeah. if not thousands of dollars when you're not because mm-hmm. you've found an efficient way to create your yeah. product, which at the end of the and day is is how we yeah. have to see our songs as independent artists if we're looking at it from the business perspective. You have to. That's the thing. You have to. If you want to be a successful, profitable, small business owner as an independent artist, you got to move like a business. Yeah. Yeah, I, the way I view it is the independent artist is the business and the the songs are the products. Yeah, the songs are the products. The The fans are volunteers to help, like, get more people to come in and mm-hmm. and i mean really like mike said it the other day on i saw a clip of mike saying it uh formerly formerly known as mike stud oh mike stud um, yeah 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 he uh he said this in one of his podcasts and i've said it the exact same way he articulated it very well if you go to his page you can find it he also posted it on his tiktok i think um but he was saying like every song you put out is like real estate he was like i saw this you're video buy, yeah, you're yeah. buying a piece of real estate when you put a song out, right, you you spent money on creating it, however much that is, and then it's generating you income. Like you have a renter almost in, in that real estate house and it's generating you revenue. Some of these songs you put out turn into Miami mansions, you know, and the the property value of it goes way up. And now the value of that song, if you were to maybe even go sell it one day, is X amount of money. Or if you just keep collecting the revenue that you're getting from your renter or whatever, then like, so that's how I've been thinking of it this whole time is every time I release a song, that song is out there working for me forever. Yeah. And some of these songs become Miami mansions, as, as Mike said, some of them, uh, you know, they're whatever they're nice suburban home on the corner. Like, and my little a nice little townhouse. Yeah. Little, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some are in a little townhouse. Some of them are... A little beach shack. You know? Yeah, <laughs> little, Nick's got no little, beach shacks in his. little oh, beach no. shack. Some, you know, some are like little, you know, little nice house in a cul-de-sac. Some are like little farm homes. But, you know, it's like... He's got a couple minutes every, <laughs> every time you put out a song, it's working for you forever, which is why I'm so big on having more darts to throw to hit a bullseye, having more swings to hit in that bat, release all the just release it's like every time you do you're buying another piece of property yeah that i was going to say that also touches on the importance of consistency which is what you just spoke yeah i also think there's this stigma about musicians that if your goal is to make money for some reason you're at fault it's like what other career do you put in the time like athletes like they don't train their whole lives to play hockey right without the goal of making money from it so it's like why are musicians almost like like frowned upon when they're talking about the the business aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, like even artists, you create your paintings and you want to go to a gallery and sell it. It's like everything you do in life, like, of course, there's some hobbies mm-hmm. where you don't, but like, this isn't a hobby for us. No, this is this our is life. This is our career, yeah. This is how Good. you support me and our son. Like, yeah, yeah Dray- Draymond Green just had a clip on it. He was, because people get so mad at like, let's call Kevin Durant, I think it's who he was talking about. They get mad at Kevin Durant for going to the Warriors. They get mad at Kevin Durant for teaming up with Kyrie, you know, blah, blah. But, the, but he was like, 
this is a business. He's like, we are business people. We're we're operating a business. Yeah. No, uh, man is coming. Okay, uh-huh. with um, with that, I think this has been a good amount of time for an episode. Sure. And then any other questions I have, I'll just roll into uh, another one. Nick, you got time to maybe film one more? Yeah, yeah. How so. many uh, How many m- minutes are we at showing on the screen? Dude, I'm not wearing my glasses. Oh, second. sorry. I just want to make sure we're not too short. That felt uh, no. I felt short. No, 29 minutes. Okay, not too bad. I think that was a, a good one. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, I guess this concludes... Um, this Q&A, something that Nick and I and Brianna are going to do moving forward is start doing our Q&As live on YouTube. So once yep. we have more info about that, we'll share it. But I think that would be a cool way to uh, to have people in the chat also uh, be asking questions and us answering that live. So yep. stay uh, stay tuned for well, that. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, if you have questions, leave them on our TikTok or Instagram, and we'll include them in a future episode. Cool. Peace. Later. <laughs>